it's Katie here. We need your support to keep The Bittersweet Life going. Click donate at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. I thank you in advance, and I'll thank you after. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Today we are here in Orvieto again. This is our new favorite favorite town. And we are interviewing Tony DeBella. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, thanks, Tiffany. Excuse me, I have a little frog in my throat. <laughs> so I apologize. No worries. I have the same thing, actually. So uh, what brought you to Italy? How long have you been here? Full time. Living here. I've been here a year and a half. But I've been coming to Orvieto in Italy since 2004. You know how it works out. You come, you think it's great. I decided to study Italian. So I came back here for a month. Then the next year, six weeks. Then it was more. I moved here for five months, but that sort of pooped out. So I had to go back to San Francisco. So I started working on it, coming back and forth and back and forth till I wanted to be here and didn't want to be there. So I finally made the move in uh, November 2012. And how has the first year and a half been so far? It's been great. I'm super happy. I have no regrets. I think I did the right thing. But it wasn't like coming all of a sudden. I mean, I had friends here. I had been building relationships and community. So it wasn't a big culture shock. I sort of prepared for it and been working on it a long time. What were you leaving behind? What were you doing in San Francisco before this? Well, I was doing a lot of things. I'm one of those people that Jane of all trades. But I started writing about three years ago. Um, that was one of the impetuses for finally making the, the leap because I could work from here. I left my son and my mom, but I'm not in a relationship, and so I'm older. I'm not a spring chicken. So your son's not like three. No. You didn't leave a three-year-old back home, <laughs> yes, did I you? Yes, I was a child bride. <laughs> no. So I was free, and I just felt like, okay, I'm not getting any younger, and if I don't do this now, when am I going to be able to do it? I don't look at it as I left San Francisco. I came to Orvieto, so I have lots still there. We've gotten some emails from different listeners that are very interested they were asking specifically about how do you retire to mm. Italy? Like, mm. how do you make your preparations? And I know you're not retired, but can <laughs> you... never retire. <laughs> but can you, like, maybe walk us through some of the preparations you had to go through to make it possible for you to come here and stay here for the long term? Yeah, well, I have a special circumstance. Not special in terms of just me, because millions of people have this. But I had grandparents who were Italian. And so I was able to get my Italian citizenship. For people who can't do that, I think it's a little bit more challenging. When I first moved here, I didn't have my citizenship, and so working, permessos, things like that are difficult. If you're retired and you have some money, it's a bit easier. But if you have to work for a living, it can be complicated. I was really lucky to be able to get my citizenship and have that freedom. Did you feel like you had to come with a certain amount of money, like a certain cushion to make it possible? I did, and I'm going through it pretty fast. <laughs> Money comes in and out, but um, I had a little bit put away. 
not a whole lot, but enough to live for a couple of years if I didn't get any work. But I started pursuing that right away. Now, I'm just curious what your friends and maybe even your family thought when you made the announcement, hey, I know you know that I like to travel to Italy, but I'm going, period. I'm not coming back. What kind of reaction did you get from your best friends, your mom, your son? I did have a sort of a strange reaction from one friend, but my mom, although she misses me and my son, they were very supportive, and my really good friends who care about me and want me to be happy, like my mother wants me to be happy, were very proud of me. I did have one friend, though, that had a very strange reaction. She got angry and pretty much said, have a good life. She thought it was a very irresponsible thing to do. And to me, it just seemed like, well, if it doesn't work out, what's the worst thing that could happen? I just go back home to San Francisco. It, it didn't seem to me to be that reckless, but maybe from her point of view, it was... Yeah, I mean, I don't, irresponsible towards whom? Your son is grown. Right. You weren't leaving behind a spouse. No, maybe she was jealous. Did you ever get any reaction from people like, oh, you know, this is a phase, she's going to get over this, and then she'll be back? Did you get any of that? Not really. I mean, I wonder sometimes, would I outgrow Italy? So far, I'm sort of in the honeymoon phase. I realize, like, for instance, you've been here a long time. I'm still in the honeymoon phase, by the way. No, <laughs> not really. No, not, not really. really. <laughs> no, I mean, every place you live has challenges, it's, has its ups and downs, isn't perfect. But... It fits me right now. It works for me right now. When people say, are you going to live in Italy forever? Forever? Gosh, that's a long time. I don't think quite that far ahead. But right now, it's working for me. I like it. If at some point I don't like it anymore, maybe I'll go to France. I don't know. (laughs) The world is your oyster. That's right. What are you doing to sustain yourself here now? Predominantly working as a copywriter. That helps me eat. I did a House Hunters International I write articles for different websites, and I just contributed to a guidebook. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of different things, but predominantly I make my living writing. This could be a tangent that we shouldn't get into, but (laughs) House Hunters International, I cannot even tell you how many people, when I was moving here, said, oh, you know, you should watch House Hunters International (laughs) Italy. It will really help you find an apartment. Do you want to give any insight as to uh, what it's like to work on House Hunter International, which is an incredibly popular show in the United it's States? very popular, and it was really great. We did it in January, right after I moved here, and my son was studying in Rome, so he was on the show with me. So for me, that's like, when I die, he'll always have, like, look, there's mom, and she was yelling. You know? <laughs> it was really fun. It's a small crew, and... We did three days and one day in San Francisco, and it was a great experience. I really liked it. I had fun. Showing places in Orvieto, is that what you were doing? Well, it's a recreation of of my search. search. So we we did the whole going through apartments, but it also showcased Orvieto, which is something that I've really been all about. You know, I have a blog. It's called Orvieto or Bust because I created it before I came here. Americans understand that term. Italians go, what? (laughs) I have to explain the whole history of that. But I like promoting this town, and and it got a lot of attention. A lot of people wrote me, and thousands of people watch it, and wrote me and said, oh, we want to come to Orvieto, and we're going to put it on our itinerary next year. That makes me happy. Well, how do they do the recreation, though? You already had an apartment, and then they picked two others to have you look at? Can you reveal this? I really say, but, every, <laughs> but it's all over the web. Yeah, it's a recreation. You know, you're in radio. In TV, it's the same thing. It's scripted reality because you can't 
not know where someone's going to live. It would take months and months and months of filming. So, yeah, they know. would need to put you up in a nice hotel. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what were you going to ask before I went down that road? No memory of what I was going <laughs> to ask. Sorry. <laughs> what was it about Orvieto, this place, versus anywhere else in Italy? Maybe you should describe Orvieto to people too. Cause ah, okay. It isn't why I picked it, but Orvieto is very central. I mean, it's smack dab in the center. Somebody gave me the quadrants once. It's almost in the middle of Italy. So it's a really great base for people traveling throughout. They could stay here and go pretty much everywhere in Italy. I've gone to Naples and back in one day. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could do it. It's right on the main train line. As a town, it's small, but it's got a lot of culture, a lot of activities, lots of things to do. It's very sophisticated in that way. But yet it's small and quaint and easy. It's not Rome. I love Rome. I love the excitement of Rome. But I get tired after two or three days in Rome. I come back, it's like, ah. I've noticed there are not very many cars on the street. Is it a pedestrian city? You can drive cars, but there's traffic limitations during certain hours, and there's certain roads you can't go down. Part of what I believe makes Orvieto so special and so quiet and, and have all these things that you mentioned is because it sits on the top of a bluff of tufa stone, right? right. It's kind of separated from the rest of... It's, yeah. it's just, you have to climb up here to, to visit it. You can't just pop in. You can't accidentally drive through it on your way to Milan. You have to stop and go up a funicular and, or drive up a hill. Mm-hmm. We call it La Rupe. Uh, okay, yeah. is like, like the rock. The rock, yeah. yeah. Why did you pick it? I came for vacation, looked at a map and went, oh, look, Orvieto, I heard it was nice. And then I wanted to study Italian, so a couple years later I thought, well, I'm going to look and see if there's a school here, since I already knew how to get from the train from Rome to here. I knew some people, blah, blah, blah. And then each time I came, I made more friends, got more connected. So it was more about relationships than just the place, although it's a great place. I was wondering, you're in a different situation than me. I'm only here for a year. You've been here for a year and a half, but you're in the same situation as me in the sense that you've only been here for about a year and a half, so you're pretty new. What self-discoveries have you made about yourself since making such a big change in your life? I think I've lost a lot of the natural fear I used to have to do things. I don't get anxiety anymore. Like, I wasn't anxious about doing a radio interview. I used to worry about things like that or make a phone call or, for instance, two weeks ago, I went to Corleone, which is where, Corleone, scusa, to be careful of that, uh, where my grandfather was born, and I'd never been to Sicily. And I just got on a plane and went there, got on a bus, found my way, started talking to people in bars. They helped find family. I would never have done that before moving to Europe. I think, I think moving abroad, when you do something like that, it sort of takes you so far out of your comfort zone that it becomes normal to be out of your comfort zone. And it's not so scary to do new things anymore. I'm also curious because a lot of times when people think of moving abroad and starting over overseas, they think about it being something that younger people do, people who don't have jobs and don't have family established where they are. What can you tell us about doing it as an older person? Because I know a lot of people listening might want to take that plunge or 
don't really know what to expect or why to do it. Yeah. I'm sort of in an awkward age because it's true. Most people come in their 20s in university or in their early 30s. Maybe they meet someone or they get a job and they come here or they're retired. But I'm neither of those things. I'm sort of in between that. I'm 57. I hate to say that, but it's true. And uh, probably not a lot of people do these kinds of things at my age. But I don't know. I guess I'm not like most people. I don't know. I don't feel 57. <laughs> but what makes you not like most people? What do you think it was in, within yourself that said that this was something you were going to do? I have no idea. If you looked at the way that I grew up and my background, and I, going, moving to Europe would not have been predictable. I don't know. Experiences happen and just got a, a wild hair and just went with it, I guess. I don't know. Were you ever a foreign exchange student when you were in high school or anything? No. Way back in the Stone Age, they didn't do that very much <laughs> when I was in school. And my father was a mechanic. We were, we were not poor by any means, but, you know, we were a working-class family. We didn't travel abroad. We went camping. And so I didn't come to Europe till I was 44. And so maybe that's why I'm sort of a late bloomer, because I didn't get the experience of being at university and then getting the bug. I had to work my way through college, so I didn't get to do the things that some college students get to do. Since you hadn't done a lot of travel abroad, it still takes me back to that same question. How did you plan for it and know how to build a life over here or feel like you could? I don't think I knew how. I just jumped in. You just couldn't yeah, not I, do it. I figure it out as I go. Would the 30-year-old you, 37-year-old you have come and tried something like this? No, I don't think so. Well, first, I was a single mom from the time my son was four, and so I wouldn't have done that while I was raising him. But he's independent on his own and perfectly capable and actually more responsible than I am. I'm sort of the kid, and he's sort of the adult in a lot of ways. Um, so I guess I had to wait till I, my responsibilities were complete. Not that I'm, he's done. I mean, you know, not that I've disowned him. I still talk to him every day on Skype. Thank God for Skype. Um, but, you know, he's got a life. He's young, and he's building his life. He's out of the nest. And so I think that's partly why. It occurred to me later, when I knew I had this opportunity coming up, that I could start planning for when he goes away to college, and, and he did. I moved to Rome about the same time you first started visiting uh, oh. regularly, 2004. Okay. And I found incredible difficulty meeting people, and it seems like you continued to meet people and make more connections. How did you do that? How did you make friends? I don't know. I think I'm sort of good at that. <laughs> I talked to strangers. My son used to be so embarrassed when he was a teenager. Mom, would you stop talking to strangers? He would always tell me, but I don't know. I guess I just naturally build relationships. How was the learning curve of learning the new language? Oh, I'm still learning. It's not so good. I work in English, so it's slow, but I, I definitely think in a year and a half it's gotten much better. I have, of course, English-speaking friends. That's natural to gravitate to people that have similar cultures. I also have a lot of Italian friends and I spend a lot of time with Italians and so that really helps me. And also helps me feel like I'm living here. I have two really good friends who own a language school that I love at school and 
they let me use their desk to work because it's across the street from my apartment and so I work in the office with them so there's always Italian going on there's always somebody talking I'm having lunch with them I'm talking so that really helps because when you work in English and only speak in English all day long it doesn't go very well so and I think I'm I'm getting there slowly piano piano <laughs> can I ask you a personal question have you met any Italian or non-Italian men living in Italy that you have had an interest in? Not this time, but it's a sad, terrible story that I don't want to tell. But <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but it wasn't enough to keep you from coming here. No, 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 no. <laughs> Little thing like that wouldn't keep you from coming. No. I think another thing to ask about is what are the difficulties that you've found here? I mean, obviously you've grown as a person, but have you hit any walls along the way? Not just language, obviously, sure. and adjusting to the culture, but adapting to this new way of being. Not really, but there are things that are frustrating because I don't know how to do them. Things like paying my bills, little things that you take for granted when you've grown up in a country you have to relearn how to function in a new country. I try very hard not to complain, although I do complain, everybody does, but I find it an exercise in futility to complain about how Italians do things or how Italy works because they're not gonna change for me, so I try to adapt to it and plan for it. If I have to go to the post office, I just plan to be there a while. I don't go in with only five minutes before my next appointment because I'll be frustrated and, and upset. So I try to manage it, but there's a lot to learn. And I don't know it all yet, of course, and I try to be positive about it, but it's not easy. Sometimes it's frustrating. Have you ever thought that maybe you'd like to go home anytime along this journey? No, just for visits to see my mom. <laughs> but no, I can say I'm, I'm happy in Europe and um, I prefer the lifestyle here. I can definitely relate to that. I'm voting tomorrow for the first time. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I don't have any idea how to do it. That's going to be one of those things where they're going to have to tell me, okay, you do this, you do that. Have you studied up on the candidates? I was outside looking at the poster today, reading all the parties and looking at all the lists and... Yeah, I think I've decided that it's complicated. It's a completely different system. What does it mean to you to be voting in your first election in Italy? It's pretty profound, you know? If you're going to be a citizen, you have to, I feel like you have to do those things. I mean, I think it's important to discharge my civic duty, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm working my way towards citizenship, oh, okay. actually. Yeah, I've, um, You're I've married to an Italian. Yes, right? I've been married. We've been married for almost exactly three years. And thank you. Uh, after two years, you know, you can apply. Okay. But it takes up to two years, maybe even longer, to get the paperwork mm -hmm. for them to figure, finish their paperwork. So I'm not going to make it in this election, but hopefully the next one. Do you see yourself possibly staying here until you retire or for the rest of your life? Like I said, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to retire. I tell my son, you're my retirement plan. <laughs> so get a good job. Um, I can see myself being here for, for a while. I have no plans to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. It's working. It's working for me. Why not? If you really think that it's something you'd like to try, just do it. I mean, it's not life or death. 
there's airplanes you can get home in 14 hours to the west coast i mean it's i think stepping out and doing something living in another culture in a love another language is pretty exciting it makes you feel powerful that you can manage something because when you speak in another language it changes your whole personality and it changes the way you think and then you have to understand how italians think and so it really makes life a lot more fulfilling at least for me so i think everyone if they have any desire to do it should just go for it are you glad you came on your own instead of with somebody else it like if you and your son had decided to move together would that have been a different thing than coming on your own it would have been a totally different thing Um, or you and your best friend the friend that scoffed at you yeah no i'm not good at traveling with people so i don't know if that would have been a good idea i'm not a loner i am very social but i also like doing things on my own so i think going on my own was was probably the right way for me well thank you thanks so much for doing it thanks that was fun this is the bittersweet life i'm katie sewell i'm tiffany parks join us next week if you're coming to rome and you want to walk the city with your radio friend tiffany she gives amazing tours and you could reach her anytime to set something up just visit her blog it's the pines of and i realize a motorino just went by in the background so you could just google the pines of rome and that would work just fine no need for useless memorization right seriously though You should come to Rome just to take one of these tours. Talk to you next week.